You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. The content of this radio show is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Welcome to One Soul Radio, an interactive conscious conversation grounded in psychology and inspired by spirit with Steve Hassenberg and Kelly Alpert. Welcome This is a show for you and by you, a virtual community creating conscious conversation and the opportunity to have a place to delve a little deeper into life than you may do on your own. We are the show that is grounded in psychology and inspired by spirit, offering you a unique perspective from both worlds at the same time. My name is Callie Alpert. I'm here with my dear friend, co-host and spiritual psychotherapist, Steve Hastenberg. Hello, Callie. Oh, guess happy, what? Guess what? It's Earth Day. It's Earth Day today. I know. Happy Earth Day. Thank you. I've been on the Earth for a while. <laughs> Do you feel more of a gravitational pull then on Earth Day than other days? I feel more thankful for Mother yeah. Earth. Yes. But, you know, I'm usually thankful for Mother Earth. That's and it's kind of part of my thing. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Yeah. I was trying to think of like the right way to tribute um, tribute today, and I'm not sure that I have that except to just acknowledge Mother Nature and our love for her, especially like this last year, we've impacted each other so much. There's been so much interdependence and impact between Mother Earth and we humans. Between yeah, Mother, Mother Earth has had a chance to breathe. Mm-hmm. For about a year and two months, but I see that it's ending. Yeah. Because I was, I had to go to Beverly Hills today. As you and, do. I know you like to walk up and down Rodeo. That's yeah, that's definitely my thing. <laughs> and um, there was so much traffic. And I thought, oh my God, I love the pandemic so much. But it's ending. And so there's not going to be as much air as there was. Mm-hmm. But I'm so glad we gave her a break. I know. It's been really powerful, too. There's been um, so many statistics and amazing images going around for just as to all the ways that she has benefited from this pandemic that without getting into the weeds, a lot of people would say she might have even started. So it's all very we could go deep on this maybe (laughs) in another day. Um, But she does have a nefarious side. Yeah. But all this to say, um, you know, maybe give a little extra love to your trees, your shrubs, your flowers, a little extra nod, a little extra acknowledgement to a beautiful, you know, sun or moon or whatever you feel inclined to do just to even, give it a little even energy. Even your houseplant. Right? Anything. Anything. Yeah. So on a different note, we're going to transition into our show today. The question being, are you a forgiving person or do you tend to hold grudges? Are you a good apologizer when you're seeking forgiveness? Have you ever thought about the toll that it takes on you or the person you're mad at by holding on to the unresolved emotions? And how do you even know when you need to forgive? Have you considered why it's so hard for you to do so? So today, the art of forgiveness, we will help you identify ways, both physically and emotionally, that you know you need to forgive and offer some steps about how to do so, how to let go, how to love up on all your people and not hold on to these emotions. So if you'd like to join the conversation, we'd love to hear from you. That's why we are here. Uh, The number is 816-251-3555. We'd love to hear your stories, your observations. You can get some guidance or advice if uh, we can so help with that. So please join us. So let's start with, um, there's a few great quotes that you had dredged up in honor of today's show, which kind of encapsulate the whole theme of forgiveness. And in fact, you know, whenever I share our shows with um, my group of friends and, um, you know, our email lists, it's interesting which shows tend to elicit more reaction before even hearing the show, like, oh, that's a good topic. And this one was one of them. In the last few days, I got a lot of feedback on on that. Oh, good. I'm glad. So, 
The um, one of the quotes that you came up with is the the poison you give to someone else is the poison that you are drinking. So let's start with explaining what that means. Well, you know, this is a trick. I think we were going to look this up. I don't know that either of us did. Oh, I thought your researchers were on it. <laughs> but uh, I think it's attributed to the Buddha. Mm. And the idea is, and this is a good summary, actually, for the show. The idea is what we hold inside of us. If we think about poisoning somebody. Yeah. And poison doesn't have to be, you know, arsenic. Poison can be energy. Mm-hmm. Poison can be criticism, judgment, condemnation, fear. hatred, fear, all that mm-hmm. stuff. So so the poison that we think of giving to someone is really the poison we're drinking. And what that means is that we're holding that energy right. day and night, 24-7. It depends how intense it is. Mm-hmm. And that um, intensity of energy is impacting our biochemistry, our physiology, our sleep, our stomach, our digestion, Mm -hmm. our liver. Should I continue? (laughs) You're going to name all this is going to be an anatomical. Our adrenaline. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and our well-being, just our moods, just our the, the way we approach our days because it takes up space. And it takes up contracted space. It's heavy. Yeah. It's like carrying luggage. Yeah. Or you see those porters that are going to Mount Everest. And they (laughs) have 100. Sherpas. It's 120 pounds. 120 pounds is nothing compared to a vendetta Mm -hmm. that you're carrying around with you. Mm, Good analogy. Yeah, it's true. And not to digress too much, but as somebody who has had the the joy of uh, trekking in the Himalayas with the Sherpa, not to Everest because I'm not that hardy, they do it with such. Um, they do it like with practically barefoot with such. I know. Um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Just uh, you know, they're very airy and fluid and strong and accustomed to it. So it's a great analogy because. The opposite is even just, you know, somebody sitting and, and brewing over somebody that they're, you know, angry with that, that has more energy and more weight. You know, um, I remember the first time that I heard uh, some reference to the fact that forgiveness or holding holding anger towards someone really only punishes the person holding it. And the person that is on the receiving end of your anger half the time doesn't even know and, and doesn't care. Well, certainly if they're at a distance. I mean, if you're angry at your spouse. Right. They might have a better idea. Or your sister or your mother and you're living with them, they may know. Right. 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 That is true. (laughs) Yeah. I was thinking of people that are, you know, in our circles, like outside of our houses. But yeah, absolutely. But at a distance, they may never know. But you know all the time and you keep Mm -hmm. reminding yourself. Mm -hmm. And I remember doing that for a few people in my life. I I tend not to hold vendettas. That's not my nature. But I've had a, a few really juicy ones. <laughs> Do you want to share one of them? Well, I don't know if I have people. You don't have to name names. Huh? <laughs> you don't have to name names. Uh, you know, I had a vendetta, and I'm going to preface this by saying I don't anymore. But this is probably very common. I did have a vendetta that I held on to for a long time about my ex-wife. And uh, I had uh, a myriad of experiences that I'd go over, so much so that I'd number them. (laughs) So I'd remind myself of how angry and frustrated I was about what she did to me, right? Just so you could really hold on to those stories even more deeply than you wanted to. I just go, okay, let's remember number five right now. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That doesn't sound like you at all. That sounds no, like an I, old version of you. I put them to memory. Yeah. And even though I had been meditating for a long time and I hadn't read Buddha's quote yet, <laughs> but I was definitely poisoning myself. It's uh, did you know you were? Uh, kind of, and I, I was so attached. Yeah. I had such a deep need 
to blame her that I kind of forgot about all that stuff. Mm. So weird, isn't it? Well, that's sort of interesting, too. So when we have such a desire to hold it against somebody else, rather than maybe seeing our place in a situation or the potential benefit of letting go of it for our own better interest, that's a whole thing in and of itself. What is that about our attachment to that negative energy? What is that about that our attachment to feeling badly and feeling um, angry? In well, some you know, ways, it's that, like more familiar, you know. At, than... at that point in my life, you have to remember, I was perfect. So You needed per- an imperfection. <laughs> perfect people mm-hmm. can't possibly be at fault, right? Mm-hmm. So that was part of my perfectionist period. So if you're just joining us, uh, we're, this is One Soul Radio, and we're, we're basically having a confessional about our own harboring of, uh, of grudge, just when we didn't really know that we were those types of people. Um, the number is 816-251-3555. I see we have a few callers lining up. We're going to get to you in just a moment. So thank you for joining us. Um, you know, when I think about my first lessons with forgiveness versus grudge holding, I came from a, a household where it was opposite polarities. My mother to this day is a huge grudge holder and can perseverate about all the things that happened from whenever ago towards somebody. And my father is extremely for, uh, forgiving. And so it was really interesting to grow up with that kind of duality. I've always been a pretty forgiving person. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later. At what point do you know you've forgiven? Like, because there's so many different stages mm-hmm. and so many different layers, you could, that could be your go-to is I want to let go. I want to forgive, but that doesn't mean that it's all ex, you know, exorcised from your body. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get to that a little bit later. Shall we take a call? Shall we? As we're talking. Yes. I see. Let's see. Caller. Hi, are you there? Hello. Hi. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hi, I'm Maria. I'm calling from... San Francisco area. I'm a first time caller. Hi, Maria. Thanks for I, joining us. Do you have a question or comment? I do. Um, this topic really resonated with me because I'm very much trying to work on forgiveness um, because it's gotten to the point where I'm the one that's sick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. the one that's suffering. And mm-hmm. I hadn't taught how to forgive when I was growing up. And so it was all about someone hurts you, you, you sever the relationship or you just don't talk to them mm. anymore, even if you're living with them. And, um, that clearly doesn't work very well. Um, I am living with some family now and I'm, I got sick. I got disabled. Um, I didn't have money and things just kind of escalated through resentment on their part, my part to the point where, uh, I barely speak to them. I know I need to move out, but I'm still here and needing mm. to deal with things mm. on a daily basis. They are also a bit narcissistic and abusive, but I also have gotten help from them, which I am grateful for. But it becomes very complicated because I can't, I don't tend to speak my voice anymore. And so there's nowhere for me to healthily release that anger, that hurt. Mm. Um, and so it builds up with me and I've tried finding professional help. I don't really have friends. Um, so I literally don't have really other people. Um, I do believe in higher power. So I do speak to that realm. Um, but, uh, it builds up in me and it keeps making me sick and I'll have days where I'm empowered. And then like today I'm, I really get rendered, um, like I can't function. Um, and it's really horrible because I don't want to be that way. And it's like, I get, my mind has suffered so much with goes to depression. It goes to all sorts of things that, um, I almost can't, don't know how to switch yet really well. And so, um, and then it becomes almost too much when I'm constantly every day, just trying to find healing modalities, working on this healing or that healing I also have physical ailments that have been triggered by all the mental health stuff. And right. it, I, 
I don't know. I, maybe it's just I need more discipline, and but I don't know. Because I do live with them, it is so complicated because I do have to talk to them, and they right. are my relative. Right. And you're saying, so just so I can um, intervene so we can get clear on what you're, uh, what I'm hearing as sort of your overall question, you're still logistically entwined with these people that are the ones that you're looking to, to seek some forgiveness toward? Yes. Okay. And are you committed to finding forgiveness? Is it something that you really um, feel ready for? I do, because I realize the understanding of forgiveness is for me. But when they're, it's it's not just what they say, it's their behavior and what they do. And I've always I've been told, you know, you do you and they're going to do them. It's about them. But you know what? It's not that simple. It's intertwined. No, I it's not that simple. I un- and I understand and the dynamic, like too, because you're... So let me, let me try to give you a simple answer because it's a complex situation. Right. Um. And I want to let you know that I also got sick because I held emotions inside. And if you had listened, if you listen to the show, I bring that up often. So, again, I'm going to give you an easier, simple answer because it's more it's a complex situation. Um, The first thing that I would do is make a decision. We talked about what the Buddha said. The Buddha said when if when you're giving poison to someone else you're actually drinking it make a decision that your body and your psyche is much more important by far than their actions and make yourself i i, I think one of the things that happens is that we don't make ourselves that important and you're suffering right now and the suffering really, it's less about what they're doing and more about how you're carrying it. And so you're carrying it like I did, I'm sure, through the day, through the night sometimes. Some of my stuff would keep me up at night mm-hmm. and I'd have insomnia and I'd pace mm-hmm. the house. And then I got to this point where I realized that what I needed to do was to send love to them. While I, not to them, but yes, the people that I was uh, dealing with. And I think one thing you can do is in a meditation, send them love. And secondly, see them behaving differently. And so that would be the start of imagining a difference. Uh, the other two things I would recommend is to start meditating. And there are wonderful apps that you can get for free, like Headspace. Because the more relaxed you can make your body, the more healthy it's going to be, and the more space you're going to have in your mind for anybody's behavior coming toward you. And the third thing I would recommend is to also go online and study a little mindfulness so you can step behind your thoughts and begin to learn to watch them rather than be at their mercy. So I'd like to leave it at that, if that helps you. Does that help you, Maria? That, yeah. It's it's I, a lot of steps. I already steps. researched that, yeah. I'm aware yeah. of that already. But. Because I think the bottom line of what um, Steve is offering with these very valuable steps is the idea of getting a little quieter and creating a little bit of space so that you don't feel so entangled in the reactivity of and the bombardment, especially when you're sharing space. I understand Um, and know this experience well. So I really hear and feel for you. And I think that um, if you can just make those initial steps, all of this is not going to happen as a miracle cure overnight, but it'll help you to create a little bit more air and also just to calm your own, um, your own body and mind down inside of this situation. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Marie. Thank you. So, um, yeah, that's value. It's an important question and valuable when you're so entangled and it's not like it's just one clean, oh, I had a bad experience or this person hurt my feelings. But when you're living in circumstances where you're feeling bombarded by a web, it's definitely harder to parse out 
your experience, where you're going to forgive. I mean, it just, it's a lot of energy being thrown at everybody involved right. in a short, yeah, in a small space. So let's talk a lot before we take our next caller, let's talk a little bit about the ways that we can identify when we need to forgive. Um, because a lot of times we might not even be inclined. We might not even think that that's something, especially if someone's not coming with an apology. If someone's coming with an apology, um, obviously there's a dynamic there that's being created. But if uh, if you don't know that you need to forgive, it might be um, something that warrants a little bit more attention and a little bit more um, self-evaluation. So we talked about this in in different capacities along the way, but um, I tend to be a a really big proponent of body monitoring and, you know, knowing your body well enough to know when you're holding. And sometimes even when you think you're relaxed, even when I'm meditating sometimes, not having to do with forgiveness per se, I'll catch one little part of my body feeling a little tight. And, you know, it's just really, it's important to, um, to be aware of it. So when it comes to forgiveness and anger and hurt and fear and disappointment and all the things, betrayal, all the feelings that tend to be associated with being upset with someone or being wronged by someone, often we carry that around our heart chakra. Um, everybody knows where their heart is, but your heart chakra actually radiates from the front and back around that whole portion of your body. Um, so it's, that's just a good way to kind of be, you know, uh, a good area to be aware of. I recently actually found out, um, an acupuncturist that I just started working with, um, is the one who pointed out to me that the tightness in the middle of my back and my shoulders is connected to my heart chakra. I never really put them together. So Mm I'm, I have a lot of work to do, um, more than I realized around that as sensitive as I am Mm -hmm. to where my body's holding emotions. I never put that, put that together. Are you a body monitor, mo- monitorer? I'm certainly a body monitor. I've been a body <laughs> monitor for a long time. <laughs> so many ways we could play with that. Um, but is that something like, does your still at this point in your life, does your body still hold like um, emotions that bug you? Or when oh, you're feeling hurt or disappointed by something? It it does for sure. And uh, the emotions always point to something. Mm. They and, and I love that about emotions. So maybe I can talk about that for a moment. The idea is that the emotions come up in order to get our attention. Yeah. It's like um, a little knocks on the door. And if we don't answer that door for a while, then there are bigger knocks. Mm. And so it starts with a little bear at the door. And then after a bit, it's a huge bear wanting to break it down. Mm -hmm. And so it's good to uh, (laughs) uh, follow through and listen to what your body is asking you. So the emotions are coming to say there's something going on that you need to attend to. And it needs your help and it needs your kindness. It needs your care. And we need to get on that. So, yes, I do that all the time. Yeah, I think it's really valuable. It can come in the form of um, breathlessness. Your tension sometimes um, Mm -hmm. can speak to that. It could come in the form of feeling depressed. Um, Also, we all hold our energy and our, our difficult emotions in different places. You know, often your gut, your, your sacral, like your, or your, your second chakra, um, often tends to hold a lot of those types of feelings. So your gut and your heart probably are the, often the loudest parts of your body. Mine comes with insomnia. Mm. So I know if I'm off, I'm going to be waking up at night. Mm. And if I wake up at night, I'm not happy. Yeah. Right. But it's always indicative of some uh, strong emotions flowing in me that I'm not addressing. Right. You have to pay attention to. Right. Um, One of the other ways that it's helpful to identify when you need to forgive is if you hear mention of that person and you feel a little triggered or a little charged. I've even... not proud of it, but I'm honest about it. I've even, um, there have been some situations where I'll I'll see an image of something on Facebook with like an old friend that I'm missing that I feel uh, severed from for lots of different reasons that I often can't explain. 
and I'll start to feel really, you know, um, like the scab gets kind of rubbed off the wound. And just when you think you've let go of somebody or situation, you realize that you haven't. Mm -hmm. But again, it's an opportunity at least to pay attention that it's still like in there, it's still in your body and maybe it warrants a conversation or some more work just with you and yourself about letting go of it. That's happened to me once or twice recently as well. Um, the other thing is you brought this up when we were talking about this show that people often who, who hold grudges are seeking retribution. Like they want somebody to either feel punished or they want karma to take care of it. Speak a little to that. Oh yeah. I have clients coming in that are praying that, that their exes, mm-hmm. something bad happens to them. It's like voodoo, right? <laughs> do they have the little dolls? Sometimes they do, right? Sometimes they put up pictures and throw darts at them. Oh, my. Right? So there are all kinds of energies that we hold. And then some clients come in and say, well, my ex is doing so well and they got married and Maybe when they get to heaven, they'll get they'll get their karma back. (laughs) (laughs) It's yeah, it's definitely uh, it's interesting. But again, therein lies. I catch myself doing this and we're going to we're going to go to break momentarily. I catch myself sometimes, you know, you don't not so much now, but you don't want to project that kind of energy because, again, it just means you're feeding more of that fire. So we are talking about the art of forgiveness. And when we come back, we're going to take calls. We're going to talk a little bit more about the ways you can forgive and the ways you can let go. We'll be right back. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to One Soul Radio with Steve Hassenberg and Kelly Alpert. Welcome back, friends, to One Soul Radio here on Unity Online Radio. We are talking about the art of forgiveness and who can't relate to that, right? So we've established just the concept of um, forgiveness and how, um, or lack thereof, and how often holding on to um, grudges really only hurts ourselves way more than it hurts the person who's on the receiving end of our difficult and challenged and unhappy emotions. And we've talked a little bit more about how to identify when you need to forgive. So now um, we're going to move into our segments about uh, tips about how to forgive and let go. Uh, we have a caller on the line. So let's see if we can get the caller. Caller, are you there? Hi. Yes, I'm here. Hi. What's your name and where are you calling from? Um, my name is Anton, and I'm calling from San Jose. Welcome to the show. Do you have a any thoughts about forgiveness? Question, I do. comment? Um, um, it's a little complicated, um, but to make it simple, what is the best way for me to forgive someone whose behavior I find detestable? Um, this person is cruel and reactive, So I don't know how safe it would be for me to have a conversation about forgiveness. But um, what's the best way for the best route for me to forgive a person like that? Is is this somebody that you need to have in your life circumstantially or somebody that you can forgive and let go of at a distance? I can forgive and let go of at a distance. Okay, I think, again, it's very complicated. Mm. We're getting great, great questions, questions, right? Really great question. So let's start with the fact that let's say you don't need to forgive this person's behavior. This is a little different now. Some Mm -hmm. behavior is not forgivable, but you can forgive the person behind that in a way. So what I've done in the past, if you're a spiritual person, I imagine their soul as free without fear. And what I do is I 
send my love and compassion to their soul <laughs> without having to um, forgive their behavior. So that's one piece. The second piece is that the forgiveness really lives in us. We go back to the Buddha. Mm -hmm. So the Buddha said something else. He said a lot of things, but one of the things I remember, he said, your enemy is your best friend. Mm. And so that's a hard one for us to grasp. Mm -hmm. But the enemy is your best friend means that that person that's been so difficult for you is bringing up things inside of you that are seeking resolution. Right. And so what I would do with the person who's been horrible toward you mm -hmm. is not spend so much time on them, mm -hmm. but spend time on the places inside that are kind of seeking and grasping for your attention and imagine what they might need. So if you've been hurt, I'm going to, I think I, there's another piece that came to me that's important. If you've been hurt, close your eyes and imagine that person who's been hurt by this individual's behavior. And then you go and embrace that part of you and give her love. Let her know she didn't do anything wrong. Or if there was something that she needed to learn about what happened in the past, mm -hmm. talk to her about what she needed to learn. Mm -hmm. And so do that with all of these aspects, and I think you'll start feeling more relaxed about it. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. The other thing I would add, too, is is that I think it's important to remember, especially when it goes really deep and it's not just some fly-by-night little uncomfortable inter encounter you had with somebody, is to accept that there's an ebb and a flow to this process. And it is a process and it can take a lot of time. So to be gentle with yourself, too. One right. day you could be feeling super compassionate toward this person and able to talk to their higher self. One day you could be able to embrace the part in you that's been deeply hurt by this person. And the next day you just want to cut their head off and it's all mm -hmm. fine as long as you don't actually act on the on the transgressions right. like that um right. but i think that that's a big piece of it too is just to be gentle like we suggest with everything that it, it's it takes work and it takes time and it takes patience depending on how deep it goes and that's so in fact okay. why it's that's called great. an art mm. art is about nuance art is about different colorations art is about um, a finessing of something. So Callie said it beautifully. Mm -hmm. It's a movement. Uh, you go with it like an art, like you're painting, mm -hmm. and you do it little by little and see where it goes for yourself. Okay. Thank you. Does it help you? Oh, it's incredible i feel totally different now oh Thank you. good well I'm keep so us posted glad. you can always um you can always share on our facebook page and let us know how you're doing i would say the same to maria our caller earlier we're always interested in the follow-through and seeing if uh you um you feel like you find some peace and some progress with some of these conversations at some point okay. so keep thank us posted so thank much. you so thank much bye-bye thank you so, yeah, you can almost hear the, um, uh, you know, the, the feelings in our callers' uh, voices, you know, when you're when you're thinking about these situations and Absolutely. the amount of, sort of pain and betrayal or whatever the feelings are that are attached to it. I, I can actually feel it through our through our transmission here. So let's talk a little bit before we take our next caller. Let's talk a little bit about um, more concrete ways to how to forgive. Okay. Um, one of them I just kind of mentioned, which is to remember that it's a process and to be gentle with yourself, like everything. Um, it really is something that can take a lot of time. Some levels of forgiveness come more easily. Other ones might never come. Um, and the best you can do is the best you can do. Um, so one of the first steps is to acknowledge and honor that you're upset with somebody, right? Just simply to give your feelings some permission. It's okay. It's okay to be angry, frustrated, crazy. It's a great, I remember hearing this great quote. If you don't want to go crazy, then go crazy every day. I love that. That's so good. That's really good. That's going to be our next bumper sticker. Okay. I love that. 
Um, and I'm such a big believer in it. The idea of just making peace with all of your feelings and letting them all arise and giving yourself permission and not judging, oh, it was something so stupid and I shouldn't be upset with this person. It's all okay. There's nobody to, there's no right. you know, magic uh, forgiveness barometer that that gauges why and how and how much or how much not you should feel toward an, um, an action or an experience that happened to you, right? Let me mention something else about that. Um, at some point, you get to understand that everything that's coming toward us has the possibility of a lesson in it. So whether it's done to you or you do it to somebody else, there's always something to learn. Right. And so it's good to hold that in your heart. Nothing happens that doesn't have something golden in it. Right. I always believe there's a there's silver linings everywhere. Mm-hmm. And even if it makes us go deeper, have more patience, learn to have more resilience with another human being, it's done its job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've really, um, I, I totally concur. And I've learned that from you, actually, from knowing you these last few years, the idea of valuing that everything, nothing is really futile and nothing is for naught. Everything has some value. Um, it doesn't mean it's going to be fun. It's not a fun process on a lot of days, and it can require a lot of patience and a lot of vigilance. But all of these things are, in some level, an art form. You know, the idea of embracing the parts of us that aren't so comfortable. So the first one is just to acknowledge that, honor the fact that you're upset, and that you're ticked off. Um, the second is, and Steve alluded to this a little bit earlier with our other caller, is. Um, on a good day, if you can, if you can summon it up and it might not be able to um, be summoned, summoned up every day is to try to understand why someone acts the way they do, put yourself in their shoes, try to have some compassion for where they came from or what it is that informs their, um, the way they relate to people, right? There would be bad behavior. (laughs) Yep. Let's just call it out. Thank you. I, to, I go out of my way to sound non-judgy sometimes, and it's <laughs> ridiculously self-defeating. Yeah, yeah. Right. Bad behavior. We're not saying that, and it's something that I told the last caller, something I learned on the road is that you do not have to forgive horrible behavior. Right. Horrible behavior is horrible behavior. But behind that, there are a lot of fears. And so you can be compassionate toward the fears that that person has, or compassionate, let's say, in in terms of the way they grew up and what happened to them. The more insight we have, the more capable we are of forgiving. So which leads to our next um, suggestion of a step, which is beyond acknowledging and honoring your feelings and then trying to understand how, where the other person is coming from, it's to find a way to express your feelings, whether it's punching a pillow or screaming in, you know, in the middle of the woods. I use my car a lot. My car is like my, my safe container. I do a lot of weird guttural primal sounds sometimes when I'm driving, if I'm upset or frustrated. I think I, I've seen you on the road. <laughs> I've cried like a wailing baby when I need to expel something from my body. It's almost like my car uh, gives me sort of the go button to let all of that out because I feel safe and private. So, you know, find your way to get it out of your body. Like Steve was saying earlier, the more you get it out of your body, the more space you'll have to be able to find the forgiveness place. Right. Yes. sir. Um, in some cases, the next step would be to open up a dialogue with that person. If you can, now, this is not always, sometimes these people um, that were feeling these feelings toward are no longer living on the planet. Right. Um, We don't want to talk to them or they're from our past or we're afraid. So um, there are opportunities to open up dialogue if you can, if you wanted to, you know, just to start a dialogue. I have some, I'm sorry. I have some of my clients write letters to dead people Mm -hmm. and then go to the grave and read the letters. Mm -hmm. Can be very useful. Very powerful. We like a ritual. We like a ceremony. There's something Mm -hmm. very, very powerful about that. And then finally, and we are going to get to our like um, our action steps. There's a little bit of overlap, but this is our um, as our section just on the idea of um, helping with some steps to forgive. 
is to shift your expectations of that person, make some new boundaries. That's part of the letting go process or at least letting go of this chapter that's upset you. Maybe you're not as close friends anymore as you thought you were. Maybe this is somebody that you shouldn't have in your life. Maybe this is somebody who's held up a mirror and made you realize that you're you're just being uh, um, self-defeating by continuing to perpetuate whatever the relationship is or whatever the dynamic is too. So those are just some of the ways that um, hopefully can help to kind of assuage the, the feelings. Um, is there anything you wanted to say to the no, last that's, one? That's, take that's our next great, caller? Kelly. I love it. So before we get to our action steps, let's take our next caller here. Caller, are you on the line? I don't know. If, is it? Hello? Hi. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hi, Diane from California. Um so I was just calling, I mean, it's funny, I think you've kind of covered a lot of what I was going to talk about anyway, but um, I, I've i gone through the whole process of trying to forgive someone, and I think I've done a pretty good job of it, um, but one of the main things that helped me to really put that period at the end of the sentence was um, before my father passed away, and just seeing like how free he was to just cross over and nothing was important to him, any of the stuff. Um, and I realized that why would I bother holding on to it? Um, and my question really is, uh, how important is it for me to reach out to this other person to let her know that I've forgiven her? Um, is that really necessary or is that just going to be sort of to boost my own ego in a way? Well, first of all, I'm so moved by what you just said. It brings tears to my eyes. What a beautiful way to sort of look at all this, um, especially the, the loss of your dad and blessings around all that, number one. Um, is this person that you're talking about forgiving somebody who's asking for your forgiveness? No. So uh, this is someone who did some horrible things to our family. Um, mm. And so... You know, I actually did try reaching out to her a, about a year ago, and she didn't answer and didn't return my call. So I'm kind of like, well, I made the effort, and so now I'm just thinking maybe I'll let, just let it go. But mm-hmm. it's just nagging in the back of my head. Like, I feel like he would want me to have that closure or something, but it just feels more of an ego thing. I don't know. I think what's important is that you have closure. Yeah. And... um when we we've been talking about that during the show, are you feeling like you're carrying any of this energy, or it's pretty dissipated? Um, it's it's significantly dissipated. I would say I don't really Good. think. I mean, gosh, this if you if you had seen me ten years ago, you it, I I'm very calm in my voice. I wouldn't have been able to even talk about it because um. it would. So it's also if, a long ride to carry this, whatever the situation is, too. So rough. kudos. I think if there's it, anything it left, one thing that you could do. So I feel so deeply yeah. when I hear other people talking. Um, it's like that uh, <laughs> drinking poison and expecting the other person to die is was my mantra uh, to remind myself to let it go. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, the, just as a I just want to say to the, the some of these other people, it's like, Sending love to people because sometimes they just don't know. They don't know any better. You know, right. they know not what they do. And, you know, it's not, they're not born to behave this way. They've learned it somewhere or something else has happened to them. And to yes. have that compassion for them yes. and sending them love, like you did mention before, it really it's, changes your perspective and helps you to move through it. Um, on a spiritual level, knowing that we are all just divine light and that expression namaste made i see the light in me mm. sees the light in you it's just it's very powerful stuff and um i've just learned about chakras and cleansing my chakras and <laughs> for anyone who's listening go to youtube <laughs> you can do a five minute one <laughs> or an hour long one um i highly recommend that too and i love that you brought that up as mm. well um oh, gosh i'm yeah. emotional just Talking about the only it I, the only other thing I, I would all suggest. I went through it. Just <laughs> I, I just I wish peace for everybody who's going through it, right. and I want to be able to help other people too. 
Good. You know, the only other thing I would suggest, if you still have a little bit of desire to finish this, to tie up the ends, would be to write down what you would say to that person mm. and then yeah. read it to a good friend. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought may, about actually writing a, a note and just mailing it to her. And, it, you know, it wouldn't really ne- ne- you know, need a reply, but just to kind of like know that she's received it and heard what I wanted to say because it, I think it is, now that I'm talking out loud about it, I realize it's just like this little straggler that's mm. holding me in that space. The fact that I'm still emotional about it. Right. Yeah. Well, first of all, I have to tell you, I'm feeling your emotion very mm-hmm. deeply. And, um, and I think what I'm feeling is your grace. Like every time you're saying something, I'm getting teary eyed. So I'm just sort of oh. trying to check what my body is, is feeling from you. And I'm feeling a lot of grace and a lot of space and a lot of let go-ness. Like you really have made major headway. Like, so the way you describe it as one little straggler is probably all that's left. And it really is up, you know, I, I don't know, you know, I don't know that we can tell you how, it doesn't feel like it's necessary to reach out to that person. I don't think either of us are suggesting that um, that would be, you know, an obvious advisement. If you feel strongly, then certainly you should. Um, yeah. but I'm not getting, and I don't think Steve's getting that it's part, a necessary right. step toward your healing. Mm. And I think it's also really wise. You're almost answering yourself and saying, is that the ego part of it too? So you might want to give yourself a little more time to sit with it. And mm-hmm. I sense you're going to have your own answer coming to you really soon. Good. I like that. Yeah. It's helpful to just talk about it sometimes, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, Good. Absolutely. Almost like confirms what you're already thinking. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Well, it's also when you're sharing it, you know, when you're getting out of your own bubble and sharing it, number one, with strangers very courageously, we might add, and also just hearing your own words, it can help to mirror back where you're at with it. Um, but yeah. you, it does sound like you made a step toward reaching out to this person and you're already your your attempt and your overture was already unmet. So as long as you're not going to set yourself up for some deep d- disappointment, mm. you know, you might want to just kind of think about what matters the most to you, you and your own relationship with yourself letting go, or if somehow you really need this person to hear your words Mm. and really only you can tell yourself that. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Thank you so much for your call. Thank you. And best of luck. Thank you. I'm so glad I just happened to be on the site and I saw the topic and I was like, this is something I need to pay attention to. Wonderful. Oh, we're so glad that you did. Thank yeah. you so much for joining us. We're here every week. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you. you. Bye-bye. I uh, so commend um, our callers for being always so open and brave and self-effacing about what it is they're sharing with us. It's been very emotional today. Yeah, I really felt her emotions, especially today. I, I think forgiveness is hitting a nerve, mm-hmm. right? We all yeah. carry so much unforgiveness mm-hmm. and also desire to forgive so yeah. we can be free. Yeah. It's really about freedom. And I think nowadays there's so many ways. I was talking to some old friends about um, last night about this topic um, in the scheme of the world. And there's so many more things to have to let go of or forgive. We're being bombarded not only with our own local lives and relationships, but a lot going on collectively and globally. Mm -hmm. And how do you find the love and the forgiveness and the acceptance when there's a lot of really hard, inhumane things that are going on? So it is a pretty, um, it's a big topic. So in our remaining moments, let's share some action steps with our listeners, shall we? Okay. I'm so excited to hear them. (laughs) You mean to hear them back? Um, So so, uh, these are action steps that that speak to the idea of just forming more of a relationship, building a bridge between where you are now and where you may want to be with the topic of forgiveness. Um, The first is to find an issue inside of yourself that needs forgiveness and ask yourself, is this still important to hold on to or is it time for me to let it go? If it's time to let it go, imagine what your life would be like without it 
and embrace that unforgiven energy with love and forgiveness and continue to do this each day until it dissolves. You want to explain that a little bit more deeply? Well, well, I'd like to say that phrase again, because I think it's the most significant one. What would your life be like without it? And really imagine that, because when you imagine it, you begin to realize that you're really not treating yourself well by holding on to something that's over. Mm. And I'm underlying over because in essence, we want to keep the past in the past if we can. We don't want to keep recycling it. It recycles itself. And so by imagining the other, we're aligning more with our higher self and our soul and seeing that we don't really need to be treating ourselves the the way we have been. And we've been carrying a heaviness, a great burden around. So experience what your life would be like without the burden. Mm, That's just using our imagination. So you're not saying the past or something's over, meaning the relationship has to be over or the situation has to be over. You're just talking about the moments that we're focusing on have, you know, should be behind us. The event. Right. Secondly, and um, Steve referred to this earlier, write to someone you're angry with, um, angry with, and they can be here on planet earth or they can be past, which is very relevant for a lot of people. They could be on other planets. They could be on other planets, perhaps. Could be on the helicopter on Mars, uh, but the point is, is that you still have those emotions that you want to purge. So write them a letter, let them know how you're feeling. Also, let them know why you care about them, and finally, why it's important to resolve the issue. Mm-hmm. And then you can decide if you really want to send it, if you want to ceremoniously burn it, if you want to read it to a friend, or just read it to yourself. Um, and finally, while praying or meditating, talk to God, your higher power, whatever you want to call it about what you feel has been unfair in your life. And also tell your higher power how this situation has helped you grow and what you've learned from it. So again, we're gonna review these really quickly. Um, They're all, again, we we try to create action steps that are a little bit different that might help you dig a little bit deeper and maybe a little bit uh, against the grain of the way you're used to tackling some of these topics. Firstly, find an issue inside of yourself that needs forgiveness and ask yourself if it's still important to hold on to it or if it's time to let go. Imagine what your life would be like without it and embrace that unforgiven energy with love and forgiveness. Secondly, write to someone you're angry with. Doesn't matter where they are in the ether or on whatever planet. Let them know what you're feeling. Also, let them know why you care about them. And finally, why it's important to resolve the issue. And finally, while you're praying or meditating, talk to your higher self, your God, your divine energy about what it is you feel has been unfair in your life and tell God how this situation has helped you grow. So with that, we want to thank everybody for joining us. Please find us on Instagram at One Soul Radio, on Facebook, One Soul Radio Podcast. Please let us know how you're doing. If you have any topics you want us to engage in, if you want to give us follow-ups from the um, thoughts we've shared with you today and join us next week at the same time for a show on stress-free living. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.